0: City. Hey Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.
1: Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt
0: Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.
2: Welcome to Salt Lake Jake's Take it is a beautiful fall morning fellas we have entered the middle third of the season undefeated ranked four and zero, number 10 in the country we've got three wins over p5 teams one of which is still ranked the florida gators and uh and we'll dive in this game but first of all how you guys feeling? i'm here with my guys peter and brennan how you guys feeling today
1: Feeling great. Feeling great, Jake. I think it's great to be 4-0. I mean, that game on Saturday, uh, it was a little hard to watch, the offense out there. little hard to watch. But... Listen,
0: instead of run and gun, we're crawling stall. No big deal.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Listen, I, I
2: before we dive into the recap, let's just make sh- one thing abundantly clear. We are excited to be 4-0. We're excited to be 10 in the country. That's the goal at the end of the day, right? That's the goal, so let's just get that out of the way. It's awesome to be 4-0. It's awesome to be going into Corvallis, ranked number 10 in the country. However, gentlemen, there are a lot of cracks with this team, but let's start out with the good. First of all, our freaking defense is lights out, baby. Unbelievable. Lights out from the opening play to the closing play. They were spectacular. The first play they gave me of the pick six by Karene Reed where he read that route perfectly, literally jumped it. And took it to the house, and the uh, the stadium erupted at that point. It was so loud, so energetic. The very next drive, they uh w- they had a couple big stops, and like the second play, Sony Vake diagnosed this the route perfectly. He ran parallel with the guy that was in motion. As soon as it was delivered, he lowered his shoulder and wrapped him up and threw him to the ground. The place was just electric. The defense started awesome. In fact, you know what? the The only reason UCLA scored a single point was was. In the fourth quarter, there were two kind of blunders, which I didn't understand. It was third and, like, 20-something. They were deep against in their in their own territory, and Scally dropped everybody back, like, 30 yards except the D-line. Do you remember this? Yeah. You yeah. had, like, the defense center where the backers and the safeties and the corners were back, like, 30 yards. So, it allowed them to do an underneath underneath route, which helped them get, like, 15 or the 20 yards back. And then they so didn't was have, like 19 you know, at that yards. Point they
1: had. What's I think that? it was fourth and seven after that. It was yeah. third 26. They were on like their two inch line. Yes. And then fourth and seven.
2: Yeah. For, so it allowed them to kind of get some room to be able to complete a long fourth down pass, which they did, which was kind of a fluke thing anyway, in and of itself, because. The defender kind of overran it. The ball was a little behind the receiver. He reached back and caught it. They completed that fourth down, and then they scored on that drive. So you take those two kind of fluky things away. We shut them out. It should yeah. have been 14 yeah. nothing. The defense was lights-out spectacular, and I love I love a good defense. I love the last drive we get the ball back, and Scally said, freaking screw it, we're coming, we're bringing the house, and it was sack after sack after sack to end that game. So the defense, you cannot – have enough superlatives to say how awesome they are. Just to give you an idea, here's where we rank in the nation. Overall, we are the ninth, the ninth total defense in the country. We are number four in the country in run defense, and we are the number one defense in the country on third down stops. Number one. There's no other team in the country that's better than Utah on stops and third down. And in the conference, we're number one all those. Total defense in the conference. Number one rush defense conference. Number one third down stop. So this defense is legit elite You know, one of our best defenses ever, probably our best ever, was the 2019 defense. They finished the nation ranked number two overall in total defense that year. And they had 10 NFL guys. They were it in one of the past shows. The number of NFL guys they have. This defense is, in my opinion, on par with that defense and may even be better by time the season's over. I mean, you have studs all across the board from Jonah Ellis at defensive end to Logan Fano on the other end. The tackles were awesome with Peppa and Tafuna and Keanu Tanavasa. Our linebackers, Kereni Reed, is steady. You have Barton, who's a star. In the secondary, you've got Bishop, who's a star. And one thing they did, which I thought was very interesting, is they moved Vaki up to the line, up to Nickelback, and switched him with Tao Johnson. So Tao was playing safety, which... Tau is a stud athlete, and he's a little bit more of a free-roaming, ro- free rangy type of safety that we're used to, like the Marcus Williams, the Robert Johnsons, um, mm-hmm. you know, those type of safeties, the Keith Keith McGills. He's more along those lines. So I'm interesting if they keep, interested to see if they keep that that way because Tau is a stud. tau's a, a freshman as well. Um, and that's the thing, guys. This defense is so young. Yeah. So here's
0: the question. Are we the Baltimore Ravens of 2001 where you can win a championship with a defense?
2: Well, let's hope so, because, <laughs>
1: because our offense is not as great.
2: It is on the
1: other side of the ball.
2: It is. I mean, I just went off for five minutes about how good. Our defense is let's let's break down that offense. It is abysmally bad, abysmally bad. I saw a stat thrown out there by by Josh Newman. I don't know what it is now, but our passing efficiency offense was ranked 114th in the country before this game. We mm. so it probably dropped another 10 or 12. It's it's near dead last in the country. I, I could only are... think of two passes that connected, and maybe there were more. But Well, he was 9 of 17, so there were okay. 9 that connected. <laughs> so only two
0: were memorable. <laughs> but there, there's so many
2: things that, that, that you can point to that, that are just contributing to it. I think it comes down to three things. I think, one, the play calling isn't great. You know, the, I, I don't know if it's because they're playing on Cam all week and they kind of dumbed down the offense or whatever. The play calling was so uninspired, which is is, is frustrating because Ludwig is one of the best coordinators in the country. He yeah. was desperately wanted by Notre Dame. He's a good coordinator. But here's the problem is in the fourth quarter, we threw one pass. I went back and watched it. One yeah. single pass attempt in the fourth quarter. Our last four drives, we did three and out hunt, And most of us run for four yards. Run for one yard, run for two yards, punt. We were run one for three yards, oh. run for one yard, stop the line of scrimmage, punt. Our last four drives were three and outs and punts, and they were all short little runs up the middle, which the defense, when the defense knows you're not going to pass it, they're going to stack yeah. the box, which is exactly what they did, and they stuffed it. And not only did they did the did the play calling was unimaginative, like even the runs for Nate Johnson, which his legs, he's fast. They were all kind of just drop back and go up the middle runs, like call like there was no true read option or getting yeah. him out to the edge, which is where he can make dent we can really yeah. him, make a make a dent. Like if you can get him around the end and get him in the open field, that's where he's 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 like amazing. Yeah. So I don't understand some of this play calling with with what they did. I mean, it was just it was very unimaginative. It was well, very
0: So the rumor mill that I heard and this the gossip podcast was that Cam took all the reps. In practice and that they had to have an emergency Practice on Friday night does anyone know anything About this yeah that's you know, what I've, I heard I've,
2: Too I've heard I don't know Details but that's that's the Problem is with as secretive as Kyle Whittingham is about everything All we can go off of are Rumors yeah from different Camps some say cams ready Some say cams not ready some say cams Dealing with mental issues, some say it's his agent that's causing him to to hold out. Some say he's just not healthy. Nobody knows, yeah. which is the problem. Then it allows for the speculation and rumors to grow to where it's yeah. like it's worse off of the program. With, in Echo my opinion, I love Kyle Whittingham as much as I love my children, probably more because he's done more for me than my children have. <laughs> <laughs> but but Brought it would behoove him. It would behoove him. To be better with injuries and let and kind of let, communicating. That's what I love about the NFL. I know it's not the NFL. I know it's different, but they are mandated to report not only when players miss games, but when they're missing
0: practices and the reason why. Right? That's gonna have to change soon with all the gambling money and stuff. And the t- I don't know. I mean, that's the reason the NFL does it: gambling and and
1: yeah.
2: I don't- yeah, I would think so, but you know that's that's one of the things I just don't like about the what, what handles it. But hey, I can't comp- complain with his results; he wins, right? But it's just so frustrating that way because then it allows rumors like, "Oh, Cam's agent is preventing it," and, and people just go with it. know oh, it's Cam's agent, or oh, no, Cam's having mental issues. Oh, it's that's the reason because Cam's having mental issues. The fact is, we don't know. But you're right. If, if that happened, if Cam took all the reps in week one in the in the practice, and then
0: Friday night or Thursday night decided he's not going. Then they kind of had to scrap the whole game plan at that point. Well, that's the offense it looks like we saw. It looks like an offense that p- practiced once on Friday night.
2: Yeah, agreed. And you know what? I saw uh, Hans Olsen do his video breakdowns this morning, and mm-hmm. he was actually giving Nate a lot of props. He was he was pointing out things Nate did well from holding off the safeties with his eyes to looking you know away before he turned to his target. So Nate shows flashes. There's throws he made that were good. He had a couple long passes. There were to, to Vele, and then he had – that that route to Jalen Glover, that where Glover came out of the backfield, and was just kind of streaking down the sideline, and he he just kind of rifled it between the safety and the linebacker, and and got the first down. So he shows flashes. So I'm not willing to say it's it's Nate Johnson's fault. I I first put the issue on the game plan. I thought I thought that play calling was just miserable, you right. know, and predictable. And and we get up 14, and there's run 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 punt run, punt punt punt, punt, punt run, run run punt. So that's one. I think another issue is. As good as Nate is, he also has ball security issues big time. Yeah, like his fumble where he he was just kind of running through the hole, and, and the guy, he, I don't know if he just didn't see as peripheral, but the guy punched the ball out. That's happened a lot with Nate. Yeah, not only that, but he drops a lot of snaps too, and is kind of really loose with the ball. So yeah. we know when 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 they were competing for the backup job during fall camp, and it was between Rose and, and Nate Johnson and Barnes. We heard one of the reasons was Nate was just really loose with turnovers, and we know Wit detests turnovers, right? Um, and it's been pretty evident as you've watched the games that he's loose with the ball. There's some throws he makes like, oh, man, that could have been picked. Um, and so I, I, I think that that the Nate's ball insecurity issues was was an issue. I also think there were a couple big mistakes that we made that put a lot of uh, – that, that kind of clamped down on, on the drives. There were three or four times where the line just – didn't block and guys got through untouched and got to Nate before he could hand the ball off or right when Glover got the ball. And then you have a six yard loss in the backfield. So instead of when it's second and, and nine, and then we have a six yard loss now, it's third and 15. Those are almost impossible to compete. Right? So all these things that ended drives, um, contributed to our, 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 our inefficiency on offense.
0: What did you think of? Okay. Another show note. Um, anytime Mark Duddy is the ref and I, I, I only know two ref names and one of them is Mark Duddy because he's just notoriously bad. Um When you call that problem with
1: Mark Duddy that you said is he's a buzzkill, right? He's a buzz I mean, he's, he, he, he loves, loves to, to call throw a flag on a, on a, on a yes. holding penalty. That doesn't even affect the play. It's like ticky tack. Right.
0: Was that targeting? Um, which one are we talking about? The, the player that got ejected. I
2: don't forgot who it was.
1: Um, I just read that there. Oh, was yeah. It was, uh, he the, it
2: was uh, Aliki Vimahi.
1: Yeah, Vimahi.
2: Well, it depends on your definition, right? He, what he did do, he didn't connect helmet to helmet. What he did do, though, is he lowered his head and used it as the as kind of the spear of his tackle. Which you know, if that specific tackle is dangerous for him, yeah. not the defender. Yeah. Like you can, you can cause severe like injury lowering your head like that. And he, he hit him in the chest with the top of his helmet, with the crown of his helmet. So by definition, I think it was targeting. Yes. Okay.
1: All right. Well, but the other question though, is the substitution. Uh, Yeah. That, that was just a
2: drop ball. I mean, they they just dropped the ball on that because the defense is allowed to substitute when the offense does. Right. And that was a third down play. Um, and, Peppa was just trotting off slowly, like Utah loves to do, which is great, I think, when they when someone makes a substitution, they'll they'll send in last minute a defensive lineman who will take his time to get off. So it kind of puts the offense in a in a rush mode. But they called the they they snapped the ball, they let him snap it, and then they sent off too yeah. many men on the field. They they screwed that one up. So yeah, that was definitely their fault.
1: Oh, yeah, and that was a big one because didn't they score on that drive? Isn't that the yeah, drive? That was score? the one that was, that was the, the one, one
2: that they they completed, I think, uh that was when they scored the touchdown on. And then okay, so I so I've named the play calling, I've named Nate's ball insecurity issues. Um, I think third, the, the thing that really is 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 limiting this offense. We mentioned the past, but man, when you go from two all American tight ends, Dalton Kincaid and Brant Keithy on a team to what we've got now is is a yeah. huge drop off because what we got now is they're not only not catching the ball, they're not in the right spots at the the right time, and they are not blocking. However, we continue to run two tight end sets, which makes no sense to me. So Andy Ludwig is a purported offensive genius. People say that. So he talks about how he he crafts his offense to what his personnel is. He needs to no longer have more than one tight end on the field at a time. And when they're in there, they've got to be in the slot going out for receptions because two guys blocking and none of them can block is – really really bogging down this offense we have these jumbo sets and it just clogs the middle and they can't even block have landon king run routes have thomas yasmin run routes but other than that spread it out have more receivers in there or if, if you don't have spread out then run big max protection sets where you only have two or three wide receivers give nate half of the field to work with and have him have a couple options if it's not there go simplify the offense for him um, have him roll out more on passing plays. Our touchdown was on when he was when he was a bootlegged and he hit he hit Landon King. Have him do that, get him out of the pocket, simplify offense, and let's go. Because gentlemen, we are wasting an elite freaking defense. Yeah. We are wasting it. Give us even just mediocre offense,
0: and this team is unstoppable. So that that leads me to my question about the mood. We're wasting it, but we're four and zero.
2: Yes, I know it's so perplexing. I said this yesterday. I said it's the weirdest thing because I feel uneasy. I know a lot of people feel uneasy, but our resume is awesome. we I think we're the only team that's beat three P five teams, three P five teams, one of which was ranked, one of which was on the road, one of which
0: was I mean we're now ranked 10 without Cam Rising.
2: Yes, and 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 John Wilner put it perfectly. He listed the top ten teams, the the top ten ranked teams in the Pac twelve, the four of Washington, Oregon call uh, Washington, Oregon, USC, and Utah. And he said only one of these teams has played every game without their number one quarterback and their number one tight end. If any other team did that, would they be four or no? No. And that speaks to the culture of Kyle Whittingham. He has legitimately yes. built a next man up mentality. So I love that. I love that about him. We're four and oh, we're ranked number 10. However, gentlemen, we are about to enter into the stretch of our schedule where we play elite offenses USC, Washington, Oregon are all averaging 45 points a game. We cannot hang with those guys with our 15 to 20 points a game we're getting. We cannot. We need to either, if Cam's not back, we've got to change the offense in a way that can get us in the mid-20s to low-30s, or we're in trouble against those three teams. Here's the thing is is, is when you look at the Pac-12, you have four great teams. The four I mentioned, Utah, Oregon, Washington, USC. Then you have three teams on the next level who are really good that could cause problems. UCLA is one of them, Washington State, and Oregon State this weekend. Those three teams. Yeah. We don't play Washington State. We just beat UCLA. So if we can get this Oregon State win, that in my opinion, guarantees nothing more than three losses, assuming we would lose to Oregon, Washington, and USC, right? Because right. we're not losing to Arizona State. We're not losing to Arizona and Colorado. They 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 finally got their uh their their emperor's clothing. You know, they they're finally <laughs> um revealed to be who they are. They're 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 better than they were last year, but they're still not great. Um And we've got them at home. So really, it comes down to this weekend. If we win this weekend and enter the bye week 5-0, then man, everything is still on the table. If we do not win this week, it will be really, really hard to get back to the conference title game because we still have Oregon, Washington, USC on the schedule.
1: Yeah, totally. Yep, totally agree. So, Yeah, so a, a couple things. I heard, just back to the offense, one question, do you feel like this offensive game plan was made for cam rising. And so part of the struggles we have is that we're just putting Nate Johnson in there and his skills aren't the same as cams. And so it's not totally tailored to him. Do you get that sense at all?
2: I mean, I, 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 whatever this offense was, it wasn't tailored to Nate Johnson,
1: his (laughs) strengths, right? Um,
2: And they've got, they've got to make that change and make it so he can and, and, and I mean, I, I, again, I'm, it's frustrating with all the injuries we've had. We don't have cam. We don't have Keithy. We don't have Micah Bernard. We don't have Micah Pittman. Arguably those are our four best offensive weapons going into the season. Cam, Keithy, Micah Pittman, and Micah Bernard. Right. Right. Um, Jalen t Jaquind- um, Johnson is hobbled. He's had an ankle injury since camp and it's shown every game he hobbles off. He's not fully hundred percent. Right. So I got to cut the, cut the offense some slack, but hopefully we can get, get, Micah Pittman back, we can get Keithy and Cam back soon. If we can, then baby, it's back to the Pac-12 championship game. If we can't, then we're fighting for eight wins. It's just the way it is.
1: Now, look, the rumor that I heard about Micah Pittman was he was ready to go. And when Cam said that he wasn't going to play, Micah Pittman said, yeah, I I might not feel so great either, so I'm not going to play. Yeah, Just remember... That's what I heard, though.
2: Right. If that's true, that sucks. But uh, Pete brought up well, a great point. Like that's to... that's this generation. Yeah, man. I was that's just going to say Z. that makes
0: me wonder. Like this this Gen Z, you know, we're all Gen Xers, uh, Gen Y. What Gen Z? This era of like, you're lucky to have me. Labor market. Are, are they? Is this just an extension of it in college football?
2: I think so. And you throw in the fact that you now have nil money pumping yeah. into these guys' pockets. It's different i mean it's it's different but the thing is it's not going to change it's not like we can wish it back the way it is we've got to find a way yeah. to 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 morph well, and to deal, adjust yeah. and to be be able to be okay with it because that's just the way it is these days these kids these kids get pampered from age 10 on once they realize they've got a future they're going to camps they're yeah. going they're getting they're getting you know um uh sponsorships as teenagers um you know, they get, they get all this. And I almost said they, they they're there. Di- it's just a different mentality now. And it's just, is the way it is. We've got to, we've got to adjust and deal with it. So if that so, happened, it's unfortunate, but I'm afraid it's going to be something that happens quite a bit going forward. And it may have happened a lot in the past. We just don't know about it. Right.
0: Um, yeah. Well, but- like, it's kind of interesting because like Travis Wilson put out a tweet, like, Hey, I'm looking for an Airbnb and coming to town. And you're, and I'm thinking like, shouldn't there be someone in the market to, to hook this kid up for all the, you know, he, all he did. And I thought, and then a, a a buddy of ours on a group text, Brady, shout out, Doc, uh, said, mm-hmm. Travis would have played in that game on Sun on Saturday, like the kind of guy that Travis Wilson was, eighty percent injured or whatever, or eighty percent healthy.
2: Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I agreed, agreed. If it's if it's the knee and he's not playing because it's still sore, we just don't know. We don't know if it's mental issues. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if his doctor. I mean, his yeah. doctor is is a world famous like orthopedic surgeon he worked on tiger woods you know he worked on aaron Rodgers this last is this, this last surgery so like i trust that guy's opinion yeah. And you know yeah. if he says he's not ready he's not ready if he says he's ready then at that point it's up to cam and his people um i don't know man i just i just think i think it's a different world gone are the days where it's like if you can if you can suit up you can go you know yeah. So 've got to, we've got to find a way through that but really Probably for the best if I'm a parent <laughs> at the end of the day my 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 umbrella I'm going to put on this is the offense absolutely has to improve it cannot roll out what we've rolled out so far this season and expect to get our third straight title it has to improve however that said I believe the coaches will find a way to make it improve this has happened I mean not this specific instance but we get better every for a year that's that's like the mo of a kyle whittingham team we get better as the year goes on he finds ways to have other dudes pick up the rifle and go next man up and a shout out to my guy you are j ball who has that title next man up he texted me this morning said where's your podcast i'm waiting for it j balls j you are j balls my bro shout out to my guy uh anyway yeah next man up in this program he's proven he's proven that he can he can get better as the season goes on so i fully expect them to figure out a way to make this offense better. And like I said at the start, we don't need last year's offense. Last year's offense was number 11 in the country in total offense. We don't need that. We need a serviceable offense. And pair it with this lockdown freaking defense, that puts us right in the mix to win this title again. Because I watched the USC games at Arizona State on Saturday. Gentlemen, they're vulnerable. They yeah. don't have a good defense. You And you give a defense like ours up against them, we can beat them again. I am not afraid of anybody in this conference except maybe Washington because <laughs> yeah. they are just, like, spectacular, and it's at Washington. They're rolling. Yep. Everyone else, I expect us to go in and win. I expect it, including this weekend. We are the 10th-ranked team in the country. We are the University of Utah, man. We have got a defense. I expect us to go in and beat Oregon State. We'll talk more about that this week, later this week with our Oregon State preview. But to put a recap and a bow on this, offense has to get better. Defense, hats off, man. You guys are awesome. You're full of ballers, playmakers, and you bring the wood and you live up to the reputation of Utah football. Special teams. Oh, special teams is, is a bit of a bit of a concern because I don't remember a punt return longer than five yards all season. I don't think there's not blocking because both Micah Pittman and Mikey Matthews cannot get free to get any punt return yards. And with our kicker being injured, special teams is a concern, but I'm, I'm more concerned about the defense or the offense. than special teams. We got, we've got to ratchet the offense up a little bit and get back to
1: serviceable. And I think we'll be set, but bottom so, line,
2: fellas, four, no,
0: let,
2: let me
1: ask you this question though. So how far away are we on the offense though? Because if you look at the game, and I haven't gone back to rewatch it yet. I watched it live at the stadium. It seemed like we just, we had things rolling and then we'd have a few drive killers, right? <laughs> like we would have a big penalty or just one sack that would throw us off. And if we can just pick up, you know, those mistakes, then we can maybe, uh, you know, turn the corner a little bit. It, it's possible this could have been 21 or 28-7 or uh, with just a few plays going a different way, right?
2: Yeah, you know, I I think there's a lot of issues with the offense, but I don't think any of them are giant, huge, unfixable problems. I think you clean up the blocking on the offensive line so you don't have missed assignments. I think you mix up play calling a little better. I think you, um, you know, you get some of your guys back. Like I was telling my brothers, I don't think just having Cam Rising coming back fixes it. But I think a lot of the things, if they happen, fix it. Like there's nothing that's like, oh, that'll never be fixed. We're screwed there. You know, we've got talent at wide receiver. We've got a good offensive line. We've got a good running back room, albeit all of these are just kind of injured and 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 whatever. But you get these guys back, you make a few tweaks. I think I think it's fixable. That's why I'm not. I don't think long term it's like, oh, we're screwed. But we've got to do it. We've got to fix it. We've got to get creative. We've got to get guys back, and we've got to get a little bit better. Which I think. We can, because that's a Kyle Whittingham hallmark, man.
0: Final question before we wrap up. We're we're, we're up against it. This is a big one. Yes. Is the Travis Kelce Taylor Swift thing real or fabricated?
2: Bro, as a Chiefs fan, I'm part of Chiefs kingdom, baby. And I live in a house that is full of Swifties. My daughter and my wife went to the Taylor's of concert, so I'm I'm right at the nexus of this thing, man. <laughs> I'm sure and, you uh, are. Is I it love real, it, bro? Is,
0: is I she it. really I... that excited about him? Come on,
2: dude here's here, here's what's funny He's talking to my wife and daughter they don't see what she's doing with him they're like wait a minute yeah. you know he's they they think he's kind of grow kind of gross um <laughs> yeah because he's could like, her, her past has been all the harry styles and the the jake Gyllenhaals and the the pretty right. boys of hollywood and yep. music right so this is a different a different go for her but you know what he's 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 the best tight end in, in football will maybe go down as the best tight end of all time in the nfl history uh he's a character that's for sure. So this is kind of a change up for her, but I mean, it appears to be real. Like they've been spotted out together. They, they left the stadium together. She was in there cheering, cheering her in the game. Um, hey, I'm here for it, man. I'm all about this Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, uh mix of
0: Hollywood and football and the new let's first go, family of the NFL. I love it. Okay.
1: Yes, sir. 10 second question. Does cam play this week? Uh, flipping a uh, gun to my head.
2: I said, no, he doesn't. I think he, I think he waits out one more week because we got the bye week next week comes back ready for Cal. That's my, that's my opinion. I hope he plays, but this is a hard game to, to work your way back into Oregon state's got an awesome defense is on the road. Oregon state's environment, even though the stadium is smaller is, is legit electric. It's on a Friday night. So all those things going against him, I think he does not go, but I still think we find a way to grind out a win, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Um, but man, if we can get through this, if we can get through this, hit the break basically halfway at five and zero, ranked in the top ten. Everything's still set up in front of us, and I think we can we can accomplish our goals. If we don't win this game, then I think at best we we finish nine and three, um, or, or maybe even eight and four if we don't win this game. This game is so so crucial. But you know what? Oregon State's got flaws, but we're not gonna jump at Oregon State yet. We'll do that next week. Let's wrap it up. All I'm saying is, baby, the four, the tenth ranked Utah Utes are back. We've been in the top ten. Three straight years. Mutes are looking good, baby, on defense, on offense. Let's get it together. I am Salt Lake Jake, and I am out. Jake in Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.
0: Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Jake.